Hi, my name is Barry Sterling Mitchell. I produce the Sterling Net Point Power Rankings and the Bias Plus Reports. And this is Ben and Barry on football. Hello out there. This is Ben Dickerson, your co-host. Ready to continue with our series on the best job in the NFL, backup quarterback. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it's been it, it's been uh, revealing in terms of you know just seeing what's going on. Even even with today's show and the, the money that's being made, even between the disparity between the, the first the starter and the second string and. And, you know, and I'm going to ask you again, like we asked you last week at the end of this, because this week we're doing the AFC North. At the end of this, I'm going to say, OK, Ben. You got to pick one of these backups to be your quarterback. Which one is it going to be? <laughs> well, remember now, each different team in each different situation makes one guy better than the other for whatever. Context is definitely an, an, uh, an aspect of, of, of your decision-making process, I'm sure, you know. Uh, so let's get ready to, to kick this thing. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Did we forget anything? Ah, before we get started, I do want to say that a little later in the show, we're definitely going to talk about that USFL championship. <laughs> so Pretty good game. Oh my goodness! Yes, absolutely. Pretty good game. Yes, um, and I did do a bias plus report on that. I, I wrote it up on the Sterling Net Point Power Rankings on my new blog page. I'm trying to get my blog, my blogging thing on. Before I was just posting to Facebook. Now I'm gonna blog it and post it everywhere. So that's how I'm trying to get to it. But it is a, still the Sterling Net Point Power Rankings. And uh, it was right on time. It was right on time. So, okay. All right, Benny. So let's get started with the AFC North. All right, quick rundown. Teams in the AFC North, that division are the Steelers, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Bengals. Am I correct on that? That would be correct. All right, two Ohio teams, so they get to play each other a lot. Those Bengals and Browns should be real, real uh, familiar <laughs> with each other. On the video you have, we're starting out with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Starting quarterback is expected to be Mitch Trubisky. Career earnings of 36.7 million plus, averaging 7.3 million plus. Currently has a contract at about 14.2 million, broken down in a couple of years at about half that. 38 interceptions to 64 touchdowns career-wise and a 36% injury probability. So that's what the starting quarterback Mitchell Trubisky uh, looks like just in a snapshot of earnings and some of the more important stats, uh, especially if you're a backup quarterback. You know, if you throw too many of those interceptions, you if he throws too many of those interceptions, the backup might be in. If he gets hurt, the backup might be in. Anything on Mitch Trubisky before we jump to the backup? 
Well, the real interesting thing about this particular situation is it's a little different from some of the others of we've come across where, according to whatever team we're talking about, this situation is set in stone. This guy's the starter. This guy's the backup. This situation is a little bit more fluid for a couple of reasons. Number one, Pittsburgh selected a quarterback in the very first round. So anytime a team does that, the incumbent starter has to kind of look over his shoulder a little bit. Number two, Mitchell Trubisky did not start for the Steelers last year. He has just become a Pittsburgh Steeler coming over as a free agent from the Buffalo Bills, where he was, in fact, a backup himself. So we got a real interesting situation here. All right. Well, absolutely real interesting situation. And let's look at that backup that you're talking about. Kenny, Mr. Fake Slide Guy Pickett. <laughs> I would have liked him for his entire career, no doubt about it. Because I did think that was a pretty slick move. Because, you know, it's one thing to fake slide. It's another thing to be able to get back up and run it in for the touchdown. He did, he did the whole thing. Um, well, he's just getting his rookie contract. He's got a career earnings of $7.4 million. So he, he, he has no annual. That's his annual so far. He has no specific NFL statistics in terms of interceptions and touchdowns. Uh, neither does he have an NFL level injury probability at this point. Uh, he got a $14 million contract. I guess that was like uh, like the rookie deal. And they must have gave it to him up front to some degree. Potential earnings in the $14 million range. He is 6'3 at age 24. Um, 219 coming out of Pittsburgh. Like you said, first round number 20 overall. And we both remember that this was a draft that was particularly hard on quarterbacks. So we didn't even know at one point if there was going to be a quarterback taken in the first round. Well, the, the, the pundits were being very hard on the quarterbacks That's coming out this year. Nobody was really getting praised. Um, nobody was that sure thing. This guy can come right in and start kind of quarterback, uh, deeming it a uh, weak, for lack of a better word, quarterback class. Yeah, they did. Four would be 22. Yeah, Matt, sounds like he played all four years. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, he, he may have been a starter for all four years also. Yeah. Somehow I think he's one of those guys that snuck a fifth year in there or something. So he might actually have more experience than what we can totally give him credit for. Uh, at playing at the at the college level, so this is what you're talking about when you say competition, Mr. Kenny Pickett, a 20th pick in in the uh, in the draft this year's draft by by the Steelers versus versus Mitchell Trubisky, who we his name became a verb to us as we said, you know, people were and like him were Trubiskying it up. So, you know, um, I kind of equate the word Trubisky with mind fart, and that's kind of where I believe he has his biggest challenge because he's kind of like Wentz. If you just look at his statistics, they don't look all that bad. You know what I mean? I, I always looked at Tr Mitchell Trubisky as the kind of guy who has 
the talent to be a good and serviceable NFL quarterback, but unfortunately got drafted onto a team that wasn't in very good shape when he got there. That would have been the Chicago Bears. Uh, nor were they able to build around him quick enough to let some of his better traits shine through. Um, not to say that he played poorly because just because he was on a poor team. The guy made plenty of mistakes. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Hence, Trubisky ended up, did become something that I also used um, because some of his mistakes were, were pretty boneheaded ones. But I got to give the guy credit. Uh, he's got enough skills that a team like the Buffalo Bills would take him on. He's now been in two different organizations, learned two different offenses. And although he didn't really get to play uh, while he was in Buffalo, I believe I saw him in a preseason game, and I thought he played well in that particular game, considering he hadn't been on the team that long. Uh, at this point, with Pittsburgh taking him in and pretty much setting him up as the starter, I think that they've seen enough film on him, either in Chicago and or in Buffalo, that they trust that he's got enough time in and enough experience and has the skills to be their starting quarterback. But obviously they're watching their backs because they did take Kenny Pickett in the first round. Now, what does it mean when a team takes a quarterback in the first round? It usually means one of three things. Either one, we don't like our quarterback, the fans don't like our quarterback, nobody likes our quarterback, and we need a new quarterback. That's not the case here. Number two, we have a starter. We hope that he can get the job done, play well, and stay healthy, and give our number one guy, our quarterback of the future, time to learn the system, get acclimated to the NFL, and be ready to go next year. Or three, we need a quarterback we think can learn real fast, because if this guy stubs his toe, he's out of there, and we're starting our pick. So it's one of those, it's two of those three, it, or it could be two of those three. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be any one. It could be a number of those particular uh, scenarios. Um, well, it, it, it could be either two of the three. I don't, I don't, I really think they're going to give Trubisky a chance. I really think that they're hoping that Trubisky will be able to win the job and start. But I've been hearing things about a true quarterback competition, which doesn't always happen when you get a number one uh, quarterback in the draft. Uh, it, it didn't happen with your team. You know what I mean? They took well, Trey Lance. The situation between my team and this situation um, with Kenny Pickett, um, Trey Lance had nowhere near the amount of snaps in college that Kenny Pickett. That's my point. Yeah. So, you That's know, definitely now Kenny Pickett, you know, like you said, when you look at this, this contract uh, that they gave him, but that means that the Steelers gave him a two year contract and then took Kenny Pickett at number in the first round. So right. they're actually in kind of a good situation. I think. Yeah, they are. They're they're covering all their bases. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, all right. So that's just Steelers. And again, 
it, it, it really, you know, the best job, um, Kenny Pickett's going to come in. He's got a guy in front of him that's got a two-year uh, um, runway, you know, for them for him to do it, whatever. Uh, at this point, he doesn't have any career um, uh, money or anything. He got $7 million, which, now wait a second, isn't that about what uh, Trubisky got per year? About $7 million. <laughs> So they're both on an annual basis at, at about the same. Um, again, he 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 not only had that many more snaps than Trey Lance, he had that full four plus years experience, but he had it right there in that stadium and around all of those Steelers organizational people. So they, they, they're feeling like he's kind of like the son, you know? It's just nice a nice comfort of, level. Yeah. Yeah. Their comfort level with him is very high, unusually high compared to any other rookie. You know, most rookies don't have that type of a situation. So uh, this is going to be something to keep a close eye on. Okay. Next up would be the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, career earnings 9.4 million. Hey, you think that's going to change in the near future? Boy, is it ever. <laughs> Average. And, and guess what? That's We could do a whole show on that subject. <laughs> hey, here's a guy who doesn't have an agent who some people are saying is crazy that he hasn't signed yet, considering what's happened with some of the other better quarterbacks in the league. He's, he's sitting right in a nice sweet spot to make himself a whole lot of money and some people are saying he's doing the right thing by betting on himself and waiting and really breaking the bank. Waiting for what? I, to out, <laughs> I tell you what, if he outplays, who look who, who, who just got big contracts, quarterbacks, um, besides Aaron Rodgers? Well, Rodgers, uh, Derek Carr. Yeah. Um, Mahomes, uh, if he plays as well as or possibly better than any of them, he, he can kill the market. You know, interesting. Um, the, and whatever it is that they offered him, he doesn't think is enough. So it's not a matter of saying, well, if Aaron Rodgers got this much, I should get this much. It's not that simple. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, okay, I'm going to prove to you that the amount of money that I want, I'm worth. Rather than arbitrarily saying, if he gets that much, he gets that much, then I should be right here. I was surprised when I looked at his interception to touchdown ratio. That's fantastic. Three to one would be about 90 touchdowns. So he's very close to that three to one and very low injury probability. You used to always say he doesn't get hurt. Um, and I used to always say, uh, I know a lot of good young running quarterbacks, but not a lot of good old running quarterbacks. But as of right now, his mobility is still superior um, and to, to, to most what's out there. And if he improves his pocket skills, he'll be Aaron Rodgers plus. But nobody's really 
uh, accusing him of being Aaron Rodgers at this particular point. So, um, and then you also have the system that he plays in, which, you know, your, your Ravens, you know, want to, want to be an option type um, offense that doesn't necessarily improve him as a pocket quarterback. Um, if, and, and it also pushes him into that mode of running the ball, almost like a running back, which can devalue um, him because that's, you know, the differential between top quarterback and a top running back is tremendous. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to watch him. Now, with all of that contract drama going on, this backup is one Tyler Huntley. Big career earnings of $1 million, about a half a million per year. Contract value is $895,000. Not bad work if you can get it. Benny, at age 24, he basically has one season on his belt. We talked about height last week, 6'1". See, a lot of backup quarterbacks that are just not as tall as the starters. We have to keep an eye on that. That seems to be a trend. Uh, coming out of Utah in 2020, an undrafted free agent to the Ravens. He's got four interceptions and three touchdowns. We're not sure about his injury probability. Doesn't have enough games and stuff yet. Uh, what do you like about or not like about Tyler Huntley? The number one thing I like about him is something that you said you really like in all backup quarterbacks, and that is that his skills mirror the starters very closely, okay? Same type of arm strength as Lamar, same type of running ability, not quite as fast, but really, really skillful in the running department. Can run the option, and it's got a lot of wiggle and really good speed. Not as much speed as Lamar, but really good speed. Who, um, who took the snaps last year when Lamar got hurt? Was it Tyler, Tyler Huntley? Okay, because there right. were times when I was like, wait a minute, is that Lamar? That's exactly, exactly. That's my point, exactly. I remember that. The next thing I like about him is he's young. This guy's only been in the league. I think he's going on his third season. A crude season is one. <laughs> there you go. Well, a crude, okay. Uh, I think he came in in 2020. Yeah, he came in in 2020. Okay. And uh, so and so he played, he had to start several games last year in 2021. So this would be his third season in the I NFL. Understand. Yeah, it says entry 2020 here. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's what you like about Tyler Huntley. Yes, and again, what makes him a perfect fit? College, Utah. Who else went to Utah? Can you think of real quick off the top of your head? You know, I don't know. Alex Smith. Really? Yes. <laughs> Who came into the NFL as an option quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay. Um, yeah, I really like Tyler Huntley. Uh, if you want to talk about a team that can kind of pick up right where they left off, if their starter goes down, this is it. Okay, well, we got to keep an eye on Tyler Huntley because if he could actually pick up where Lamar Jackson left off, those career earnings are going to be a lot more than $1 million. That's, That's correct. His job could end up being a pretty highly priced one, or 
he could find himself. Well, see, here's the problem. Here's a guy that could probably start for a couple of NFL teams right now, but most likely won't ever get the chance because the Ravens would be crazy to let him go. So they'll keep him under contract, which means they'll have to make him a high-priced backup. He's in a perfect situation. He fits the system, and that's, you know. Absolutely. That's what you want if you can it's get the system and the starter skill set. Okay, well, he's going to get to have to get that interception and touchdown ratio right. But since we know he got thrown into the fire, we're going to kind of hey, he's basically a rookie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He got thrown into the fire, so we have to give him some, some, you know, some sway. I guess that's what you would say. How's that how you would say it? Some sway, little leeway. All right. So that is your Baltimore Ravens best job. Backup quarterback, 24-year-old, making a million dollars and potential for a lot more after that. Okay, who's up next? Well, now, those Cincinnati Super Bowl contending Bengals. Starter is Joe Burrow. Career earnings, 26.7 plus million, averaging about 13. That's about uh, half of that. Contract value right now is 36 million, averaging about nine. So that's about a four-year contract. 19 interceptions to 47 touchdowns. So he's not exactly the area because it'll be closer to 60 touchdowns on a three. But he's a heck of a quarterback. And he's gotten better. We've seen him get better, and we've seen him connect uh, with his receivers at uh, an unusual level. Injury probability is 65%. So that's Joe Burrow, the starter, uh, making about $13 million per year. Anything on Joe real quick? Joe Burrow is off and running to be a great NFL quarterback. He's got to stay healthy. The team has made moves on their offensive line to see to it that they keep him healthy. Joe Burrow is a great quarterback and he got great really fast. <laughs> he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, the backup for Mr. Joe Burrow is one Mr. Brandon Allen. Familiar name? This is what I was talking about, I think, when I was saying that I think this guy stayed around for a long time. But career earnings, $4.1 million, averaging about $691,000. Has a contract worth $1.5 million. He is 30 years old. Um. He has five seasons under his belt, 6'2", there's that height again. Came in in 2016, so what's this, 2022? Yep. Sixth round to the Jaguars. He has six interceptions, 10 touchdowns. We're not sure about his injury probability. Doesn't have enough playing time to really have any idea. Uh, I actually saw one article that says something to the effect that the Bengals were stuck with Brandon Allen. I got the feeling there's stuck some, with him. 
Yeah, I got the feeling that there's some positives and some negatives that are being thrown around about Mr. Brandon Allen. But let's see where Mr. Dickerson stands on the Brandon Allen situation. Well, I mean, Brandon Allen, although he hasn't been in the league for a long time, pretty much seems to have settled himself in as a backup quarterback. Uh, he's been with Jacksonville. He's been with the Rams. He's been with the Denver Broncos. Now with the Cincinnati Bengals. All of those situations, none of those situations lent themselves to him being a young quarterback and having an opportunity to uh, compete for and possibly win a starting job. He was always behind the heir apparent or the incumbent and never had an opportunity to threaten for starting opportunity there. At this point, he probably never will. Okay, going into what his fifth season. Yeah. So, I mean, if backup is what it is, it is what it is. He's gotten a couple of opportunities to play, uh, not too many. So, I don't know. It's kind of hard to really assess his playing ability. What I'll do is I'll watch him a little bit more carefully in at least one preseason game this year uh, because they've reduced the preseason games down to three, haven't they? And I do believe. Yeah, so I'll possibly only get a chance to see him in the first one and maybe clean up uh, in the second or third one. Um, good, good point. Yeah, why the freak look for the preseason because that's when you're going to see him. That's the only time you're going to get to see him, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know him that well skill wise because, because, again, I haven't had an opportunity to actually see him play in the NFL. And I don't remember him in college. He went to Arkansas. I'm sure I saw him play at some time or another just because he went to Arkansas. I knew I saw Arkansas play, but he was nothing to write home about. Um, I would have to, at this point, consider him a serviceable backup, considering the Bengals kept him and didn't try to get anybody else. Well, serviceable backup might be the, the key word. He's obviously in five accrued seasons with all of those teams didn't beat anybody else out. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean he's terrible either. So I didn't I say mean, he was terrible. We just no, no, I'm not saying you did. I'm saying I'm adding on to what you're saying. Okay. Okay. That 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 fact also means something. He's good in the quarterback room, smart, can learn a new system, blah, blah, blah. Why it's such a great job. <laughs> That's why it's such a great job. Right. Who's up next? Oh my goodness. On the day that we get the news, I'll let you break the news, but let me just mention that the starter, I don't know what's the word, uh, in waiting, starter in waiting, would that be? This, this, this one, we really can't, I mean, we could talk about it, but this one's still up in the air, bro. Up in the air in terms of what? In terms of who the starter's going to be. Well, for the first year, we know it's not pretty much not going to be this guy. Pretty much. Although there's the, a possibility he will end up being the starter. And not give him a full year. That's why I say this, this, this call is kind of out of all of our hands. It's, it's in the hands of the arbitrator or whoever the, that young lady is that's supposed to make the decision. Uh, but but if we put all that stuff aside, Deshaun Watson is one of the better starting quarterbacks in the NFL skill-wise. 
this guy's proven himself time and time again in his young career to be uh, a really, really stellar football player. No doubt about it. The Browns are lucky to have him. They'll be even luckier if they can actually suit him up and get him on the field. Well, let's just run through it for those who are listening and don't have an opportunity to see. It says career earnings, 96.3 plus million. Uh, career average per year, 19.2 plus million. Potential earnings, 281 plus million dollars with total guarantees of 318 million. It's amazing. But one of the few people who actually uh, exceeded our three to one ratio in terms of 36 interceptions to 104 touchdowns. I do believe, am I correct there? Three times six is 18, three times. You're, you're the math guy, don't, don't test me. Okay, all right, now, it might be about four, about four off. He might have needed another, another four touchdowns to make it the perfect, but that's nothing. That's well, the- yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I saw somebody else had 32 interceptions and didn't break triple digits in touchdowns. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so right there, I'll say this guy's off to a really great start. Now, an injury probability of 17% is, is a little on the worrisome side, just a little, but you know, he's very mobile, very strong, hasn't had a lot of injuries. Um, so we'll just have to keep an eye on that. All right. So that's the Sean Watson, the story in and of itself. The one the guy who is set to be the backup is Jacoby Brissett. Career earnings. Now check this out. This is what this is. You know, go ahead, Jacoby. Thirty-nine point eight million career earnings. Not bad. Not bad work. Backing up Deshaun uh, with with his three hundred million dollars in potential uh, money with career. Average per year of 6.6 million. He's 30 years old. He's got six seasons under his belt. Uh, 6'4, a little bit taller than that backup that we talked about. And again, he's had some, some starting time. A draft, third round draft pick in 2016 to the Patriots. I remember when he was with the Patriots. 17 interceptions, 36 touchdowns. Not sure about his injury probability. That's a little on the low touchdown to, intra, uh, to interception ratio than what we would like. But again, I give these guys a little bit of slack because a lot of times they're only getting to play when somebody else got hurt and they get thrown in the middle of the game and they don't take all the you know starter snaps and all that kind of stuff. So no muscle memory, getting get the groove with the uh, team, all those things have to happen in a short period of time. Um, what do you think about Jacoby Brissett? I love Jacoby Brissett as a backup quarterback. Again, this is a guy who probably had his best chance of becoming a starter uh, when he was with Indianapolis. He was there for three, uh, four whole seasons, actually. Um, obviously, they needed him as they went through the whole transition with um, uh, Luck and... Uh, they had so many other quarterbacks there, but unfortunately, he just wasn't able to to actually win the job. Uh, he was always considered backup, even though even when he had to play the majority of the seasons, 
they were always trying to do better than him or get someone better than him. Um, but he's made the best of it because for the most part, he plays well wherever he's been. And he's been able to hold the fort for whatever starter he was playing for. Uh, as recent, as most recent as last year, he had to hold it down for a tour, which he did fairly admirably. Uh, I think the Dolphins kind of surprised people with how well they played last season. Uh, I believe that they finished a lot better than a lot of folks thought. A lot of that was due to the defense, of course, but he didn't embarrass himself. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's see, let's get back to our slideshow here. Bear with me a second. All right, so there's your Jacoby Brissett career earnings 39.8 million and ben likes him as a backup all right so we've covered that was pretty quick Ben. <laughs> we've covered the Bengals, the browns the ravens and the steelers you've got you've got Kenny Pickett, um, Brandon, was Brandon Allen? Yes. Uh, Jacoby Brissett? Yes. Who am I missing? Tyler Huntley. And Tyler Huntley. So Ben, you gotta pick a quarterback. I think I know who you're going with here. Okay, so, so let's break it down a little bit. Uh-huh. Back up that will eventually be a starter that's going to probably carry my team for the next 10, 12 years, I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett. Okay? Guy with the steady hand that I know if my quarterback goes down, he can win a couple games for me. I got to go with Tyler Huntley and with Jacoby Brissett. But if my team, this is the question you asked a couple weeks ago, if my team is on a run, a playoff run, a possible Super Bowl run, and I lose my quarterback, unfortunately, who's the guy most likely to be able to carry me through? For that, I have to look first at the team. And if I do that, then I think I'm looking at the Baltimore Ravens. And if I am, I'm going to say with Huntley. I'm going to stick with Tyler Huntley, my guy. Really? Yeah. You surprised I'm not taking Brissett? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, you know, just from your from what you said said about him and, and the fact that um he has as much experience. Uh I, I think true. that was the bigger thing. The experience differential between him, you know, and Jacoby. And, and Huntley, yes, I, I understand that. But Huntley doesn't know any other team but the Ravens. And his skill set is almost a mirror image of the starter. You don't have to change anything if Jackson goes down. You don't have to scale back the playbook, nothing. Now, Jacoby does have a big advantage here because he's obviously gonna come in and start day one and could possibly have to take them for the entire year. If in fact he has to play the entire season, He's still got Deshaun hanging over his head, okay? And I'm not so sure 
Although I've heard some people say the Cleveland Browns are contenders. I'm not exactly sure they are, but that's just me talking, you know? Yeah, I think that was one of the scenarios when they talked about Baker. And Ben, did we mention the news? Yeah, Baker finally got picked up. Uh, Baker Mayfield will now be with the Carolina Panthers. This is something I kind of speculated on. I, I said I thought he would either end up with the Panthers or with the Seahawks. The Seahawks are still out there shouting to whoever will listen that they love Drew Locke. I, I don't know where that's coming from, okay? But I'll believe it when I see him start game one. <laughs> but they, they might be telling the truth, I don't know. Maybe they found a way to unlock Drew Locke. I don't know. Ben. It's possible. Ben. Here's the crazy thing about Baker, though. Here's the crazy thing about Baker. So, you know, the whole hold, part of the whole holdup with him signing with somebody was that nobody wanted to pay his whole salary. So the word was that the Browns were going to have to pay part of his salary to get rid of him. The word is, and I might not have these figures exactly right, they're going to pay $10 million of his salary. That still leaves eight, maybe seven or eight million. The Panthers are going to take on like five mil. And he was willing to drop, drop three mil. That's crazy. Basically, he's paying them to play for them. And Sam Darnold is now earning more money from the Panthers than Baker Mayfield is. So the job's not going to be handed to him. He still has to win the job. Drafted, number was he number one overall? Yes, he was a Heisman Trophy winner. No, he wasn't number one overall. Okay, but it was a first round. It was a high he first was, round. He was definitely a first rounder, yes. Drafted in the first round and what, four years later, traded for the conditional fifth round pick. Wow. Just Take a $3 million pay cut. And a $3 million pay cut just to get out of there. I mean, you know, the world is crazy. And that whole story, that whole pathway is wild. And I listen to people debate Baker Mayfield. I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield fan. You know, I'm not that guy that thinks, you know, Baker Mayfield is Aaron Rodgers or anything like that. So um, to see him go to, the Panthers with Sam Darnold, I'm like, okay, I don't see a big quality difference between either one of them. You know, who's going to outshine, you know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. At one time, Sam Darnold was scoring a lot of touchdowns because he was running a lot in, you know, and then as soon as he had to throw it, it was like pick time. And, you know, so it's going to be very interesting. And it makes you wonder in terms of the Seattle Seahawks, um, they seem like geniuses when they got Russell Wilson and realized at some particular point that he was better than their starter and went with him. But, but that's not the norm. That's not their normal. If you look at their roster of quarterbacks right now, it's like, who that, what? You think you're going to win with anybody on that league, on that team at quarterback right now? But the fact that they did that with Russell Wilson, that's not the norm for anybody. I heard Emmanuel Acho say on television today, the NFL does not, normally play doesn't always play i'm sorry let me say this right nfl teams don't always 
or not even normally play the best players. They pay the they play the players that make the most money, or they play the player that they pay the most. Okay. And Russ coming in as a rookie, they had Matt Flynn at the time, who had years under his belt and had a far bigger contract than Russell's rookie contract coming in. And Russell flat out beat him out for the job. And I think that's where Baker Mayfield is going to find himself. He has to unequivocally win that job. And because he's coming into camp so late, training camp starts, what, a couple days? Mm. He's already behind the eight ball. You know what I mean? It's 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 going to be very hard for him to get acclimated with that playbook in this short period of time. Really is. He's wow. got everything going against him. <laughs> so he got everything going against him. Everything's going against him, except for the fact that yesterday he didn't have a job, and today he does. Well, you you know, at, at the very least, that is true. So he's he's making more money than the average bear, you know, no doubt about it. Um, well, maybe by the time we get to do the NFC uh, NFC South, that situation will have settled. Because right now we don't know who's who. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. You know, so there's more drama that's going to happen um, with this. So no doubt about it. All right. Well, that wraps up the AFC North for best job in the NFL backup quarterback. And Ben went with Brent Huntley to lead his team. I really like Brent Huntley. Really? Brent Huntley could probably start for the Seahawks tomorrow. Mm. No doubt. I have no doubt in my mind. He could go to the Seahawks and start this season and be the number one guy there, without a doubt. Wow. Wow, really? <laughs> he could beat out Carson Wentz in Washington. That's how much that's, and that's that's just, what's that, uh, 20 minute drive from Baltimore to DC? <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna start out by congratulating the Birmingham Stallions of the USFL who were able to top the stars 33 to 30 in the championship, the Philly stars that better game than you might have thought. Huh? Some decent football. I, I, I kind of expected it to be probably one of the better games of the season. Uh, I believe that it was obviously the two best teams in the league. Uh, I really thought that the Stars would win the game. I thought they were the more well-rounded team. Uh, unfortunately, that did not come into fruition. But they gave it their all. They came from behind, tied it up, took the lead, and then fell back behind. A lot of drama on both teams. Both starting quarterbacks went down. It was crazy. That's we crazy. A piece on backup quarterbacks, and he won yeah. in the championship. And we asked the question: Can your backup quarterback take you to the championship and to win the championship? We hadn't even asked to win the championship part. Let's just get there. <laughs> yeah, but getting you there 
and taken over in is two completely different things. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. The, the Stallions were, they were um, Vegas favorites. I think they were four and a half point favorite, betting favorites. And uh, my net point rankings had them favored uh, and they're based on net points. The, the Stars were actually a higher scoring team. Um, yeah, I believe they led the league in scoring. Yeah, but the Stallions had a better net point uh, number. So, uh -huh. you know, they, their defense was, was, was really, really good, which was kind of amazing that the Stars were then able to put up 30 points on them. Right. But I could see it in the play calling. It's like they had figured something out, and they were running some crosses and things, and they weren't necessarily trying to go deep all the time. Like I always say, a lot of times the guy's crossing seven feet, seven yards down. If you just hit him, you got a 10-yard play. It's a first down. And it's amazing how you can move the ball, you know, right on downfield. So um, congratulations to the Birmingham Stallions. A fun game to watch. Uh, and we'll have to see how this carries over uh, for next year. You know, how much, how many people are coming back? Uh, if there'll be an increase in pay <laughs> for these guys and how that's all going to work. They did get picked up, um, I do believe, by Fox Broadcasting, okay. so they will be aired next year. That's good. That's good. All righty. If they got picked up by Fox, chances are salaries will go up. More television money. All right, Benny, let's talk about your New York Giants real quick. Golden Tate said he honestly feels bad for Daniel Jones. He said he was drafted into a rebuilding organization for one, had Pat Shermer for a year, then got Joe Judge for two years. Now another head quarterback, uh, head coach, head quarterback. <laughs> On top of that, he had Jason Garrett, and that probably didn't help much. <laughs> well, just Everything like, there is killing your coaching uh, uh, lineage. All, all, all those statements are obviously actually very true and could do nothing but hurt a young quarterback. Um, this is all basically what the owner said, the same doggone thing. That's the first thing that the, the, the owner said was, we haven't done Daniel Jones any favors in the way that we've treated his early career and the things that we've done organization-wise. So I'm hoping now that Brian Dayball can get this thing going um, and can be there for some time so that he can settle in with one head coach, one system, one offensive coordinator, and really they can really get the best out of him. They've made some improvements on the team through free agency and through the draft. Um, and I think we're going to see the best Daniel Jones that we've seen so far this season and hopefully better and better as his career goes on. You know, it's interesting. The Bills are expanding their coaching tree. Are there any other teams besides your Giants who have tapped into that Bills coaching tree that you can that you can think of? Because you're kind of, you know, I know you follow uh, pretty closely. But I mean, off the top of my head. Team that, it used to be back in the day, everybody wanted to have that Patriot coaching tree touch. You know what I mean? And now it's the Bills. Well, I mean, uh, I, I can't think of names right off the top of my head right now, but I'm 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 trying to think 
I think Dayball is an extension of Belichick. I'm not 100% sure. No, so we still go back to so, that. So, yeah, yeah. You have to be around a little longer to actually have a, a coaching tree. You know, McVay and Shanahan all come from Mike Shanahan, you know. And there was there's a few other guys that are coaching the NFL now. There was probably four or five guys that are either head coaches or offensive or defensive coordinators right now that coached for Mike Shanahan, <clears throat> excuse me, when he had Washington. Either Denver and or Washington. They all came from that. They were all on that team coaching together as assistants. So that's a huge coaching tree. You know, we, we've already kind of been through the, the Bill Walsh to Mike Holmgren to, you know what I mean? We've been through all that. So, so now we're kind of in the Shanahan thing and the Belichick thing. So, yeah, that's where we're at now. All right. Let's scroll up here, Benny. <laughs> Did you get a chance to watch any of these Elway highlights? Watch this stuff all the time. <laughs> Elway with the arm deep. <laughs> amazing, amazing. All right. So apparently Saquon decided to convert $10 million in endorsement money from Pepsi into Bitcoin. Oh. At a time when Bitcoin was worth about $60,000 a coin. It's worth about a third of that now. Is this is this the the, the investment experience teacher child learning experience? He's not the only one. To, I just read another guy did this. Oh yeah, even in the article, yeah, they, there's a, there's a, a few people and you know, it's funny because even even today I see ads and I, I listen to people who are in the space who are still tremendously optimistic about the future. Yeah. Uh, however, you know, the 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 dollar right now it compares to, to other currencies is particularly strong. And so it's like if you were going to take you move your money out of a currency, the dollar is probably not where you wanted to move it out of. That makes it even worse net-wise. Mm -hmm. But long story short, um, the good thing, I guess, is that it's endorsement money. It wasn't his contract money. Right. So, you know, he still got plenty money. But um, definitely, I mean, there were some, some guys who were like billionaires who I think lost their billionaire status with this last um, scenario with our yeah. economic collapse. Yeah, let's face it. E even if it was endorsement money and he had it sitting on the side, who wants to lose that amount of money? That's just that's crazy. That ten million dollars uh, uh, again from sixty to below twenty is probably worth about three million now. So um, for you and I, that's big money. Uh, for him, I guess he figures it'll come back. Okay, Benny, before we get to the last word, um, I just want to make mention and give a shout out to Flemlo Raps. Um, Flemlo did a piece on Lawrence Phillips. And, you know, Lawrence Phillips to you and I at, at a certain point was headlines in the news. We didn't know a whole lot about him. 
even though we were around when he was playing in college and all that, you were more in college than I, into college ball than I was. Um, and then I, you know, when he went and did all the way back to talk about how he was brought up and what he had to go through as a child and how that, that impacted him emotionally for the rest of his life and made it really difficult for him, you know, to operate, you know, um, in normal society. It makes you in today's time, especially when we have new abortion laws and things of that nature, uh, really empathetic about the potential that a child be brought into this world that's not wanted, or worse yet is reviled, <laughs> you know? I mean, what, you know, what happened with him? And he ran away in fourth grade. <laughs> it was so bad. So get a chance, check out Phenomenal Rap, Rap's piece on Lawrence Phillips. Phillip, and, uh, you know, I didn't even know he was a Niner. You know, I didn't know how much Bill Walsh and those guys uh, wanted to help him. You know, I do know, and I, I hope I'm not giving away too much, that he was involved in the hit that ended Steve Young's career, hit Mr. Block. And that was enough to just be way too much pressure on a young man who was just, you know, trying to get some acceptance and, and, and was really struggling with any level of rejection. That became institutional level rejection right there. So, you know, it, it's really, though, I think is a, a human story more so than anything else. And so I, I endorse it. Check it out if you get a chance. All right, turning it over to you. Yeah, no, I would say I, I agree with that. Lawrence Phillips was a physical specimen. This guy had all the traits of a great running back, had actually a long, be it spotted career, uh, played with a lot of different teams, but the guy obviously had issues. And if you watch the piece that Flemlo does, it kind of gets you down to the root of some of those issues. So it's definitely worth watching. Uh, other than that, go Knowles. 